Okay, okay, everyone. Exciting news if you haven't heard. This Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 3 Eastern Standard Time, you are invited to come hang out with me live. I'm going to be here in Phoenix, Arizona in the studio with our fun four-hour celebration. We are going to brag on the Lord for what He has done in the last 10 years of this ministry. Uh, It is an event we're calling Rev on the Air. We're just going to be on the air for four hours, movement, teaching, worship, prizes, giveaways, celebrations, celebrating the last 10 years. It's been 10 years as a nonprofit ministry. And I'm also going to cast some vision, invite you into what it looks like to partner with us for the next 10 years. Would you just come and brag on the Lord with me? That would be such a blessing. So there's a a link in the show note. You can swipe up and get it. It's totally free. Again, come in and out of the event as you want. Um, Join us for a rev on the mat. Join us for the workout. Join us for any part of it. And um, I think we're just going to have a good time filling the airwaves. All right. So today I am introducing you to what I, I call an unsung worshiper. Really, this woman, Nina Landis. You guys, I I'm, have not been a Christian my whole life. And even when I was a Christian, I didn't really understand worship. And it was around in the year, uh, early 2000s, a friend of mine introduced me to Nina Landis. Here's a song you might be familiar with. Yep, if you do RevWell TV, do Revving the Words, you've heard me blast this song, this song, Battle Cry. You guys, gosh, when the scripture talks about making music to the Lord, Nina made this song. This is Nina's song, Nina Landis. And I heard this song, and I did not know a lot of Jesus songs at this point, but just this song got me through some of the darkest times of when my friends thought I was crazy. My husband became an atheist. People were turning away as I was turning towards the Lord to follow this call on my life. And so I am grateful for Nina Landis and y'all you're about to find out more about her. Um, unsung worshiper what she's up to and i'll tell you what she's going the little way and you're about to get ruined ruined that's what i wrote at the top of my notes after interviewing her ruined out of all podcasts i've done this literally could be my most favorite one you guys just get your kleenex out or get just posture yourself to get straight we're all gonna get straight What are we here for? In case you are tempted to elevate your health and wholeness in Jesus' name above Jesus himself, just settle on down right now. (laughs) We're going to get things back in order because he is worthy to be praised. I love him so much, and you're about to fall in love with him too because Nina loves him, and we just had a big love fest. So welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Let's have a love fest. Enjoy today's podcast. Donors, thank you for making this possible. Let's keep going. Let's make him known. In Jesus' name, peace.
Okay, Revelation Wellness Community. Oh, this is an easy one today. This feels like getting to finally meet a pen pal across the world. Uh, today, I'm introducing you to a friend, and I really, really, truly mean that. Um, Nina Landis. I know some of you might be like, Nina who? Which makes me so excited to introduce you to her because you need to know Nina Landis is an unsung worshiper of Christ. I just feel that. So um, I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll give a little context to how this all came to be. But you, heard, you probably heard in the intro, I teased you guys in the intros of who Nina Landis is. So if you you know, you're excited. And if you don't know, you're about to really get excited over Nina. <laughs> so Nina, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Tell us, tell the listeners a little about a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh, I'm so stoked to be doing this with you today. My heart feels like it's going to bust a little bit, so but um, I, my name is Nina and I, um, I don't, this is so funny. I, you feel like you should have like this specific thing that you say about yourself and I don't actually have that, <laughs> it's okay. but I just, I really, really love Jesus, like more Amen. than anything in the whole world. And, um, and my husband and I uh, have been in full-time ministry together for uh, 18 years, and um, we have four beautiful babies. We actually have seven. We have three in heaven. We have four with mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. and um, we are uh, pastors and worship leaders, and we our heart is really to... Um, call and champion and lead the body uh, of Christ into the deep places of his heart. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, however that looks. So we do that in all kinds of ways. You know, we lead worship conferences, we write music, we, um, we preach, we teach, we do team building, we, um, we counsel and pastor. Uh, and really kind of the, the biggest thing that we do is we just really love people yeah. right where they are just yeah. how they are um all the way into his heart as far as we can get him <laughs> so so that, good but we do i think when i think of nina you guys i just think of someone who is like you take worship like that's it i'll just i'm gonna be a worshiper i'm gonna be a worshiper and worship i love this i think it's jeremy riddle used the definition is worship is whatever would please god's heart mm. like oh <laughs> that'll simplify it right like oh i think it would please god's heart if i went and painted this person's house i think it would please god's yes. heart if i mowed the lawn i think it would please like this whole and it's not a duty like and i watch that in nina and you don't have a dutiful bone in you like i, I mean i'm sure you do we all have those moments <laughs> right i'm not you're not you're not jesus but that you delight, you really delight yourself in the Lord and he gives you desires that then you go, okay, I'll, I'll go do that. So Nina, back up, you guys, I, I teased it in the intro, but Nina's voice came across my ears and penetrated my heart in a time. And some of you know my story, a lot of you know the story of uh, when I first started following Jesus and doing all this, like really giving him my heart, how much I lost, like People turned against me, the shunning of some of my uh, fellow people in fitness, friends, family, like everything was losing weight, falling away. And even my own husband not being a support of this really weird idea that I had. And um, I had a few close friends that, and that's all you need, guys, you need a few close friends that love Jesus, like really purely go after him. And I had 
uh, one in particular that gave me said, you need to listen to this, this CD like this. I think it was a CD, Nina Landis. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and those, you know, the song battle cry and oh, oh man, I also love the song. What are you waiting? What are we waiting for is another, like just anthem of worship. Like it was the first time, Nina, your voice, maybe yours, then Rita Springer was maybe the next ah, one. Yeah. Cause I knew. Yeah. I'm a baby Christian <laughs> in the two thousands. Rita. Yeah. Like sit down and you're in a fallout. Rita's at the piano, but it's the same. <laughs> Nina has that same permeating, like you are clearly just following the spirit and he comes after us. So your voice is one of the first, then Rita Springer, but I, it, it formed me. It formed me when nothing else could, could really get after and penetrate my heart. So she was a, you were, go back to that time. Can you take me back? I mean, let's go all the way back. Like how long have you loved Jesus? Oh my goodness. Um, okay. Well, I was actually raised in a Christian home. Okay. My parents were first generation believers and, um, but I didn't really encounter the Lord until I was, um, 17, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, um, dropping out of college, which was not my parents' favorite thing. Um, and moving to this little town called Grandview, Missouri in the middle Mm -hmm. of, uh, in the middle of Missouri. And, uh, Mm -hmm. there were four double wide trailers hodgepodge together Mm -hmm. and I, and lumpy green astroturf carpet and orange plastic chairs and really terrible sound. But there was this company of 20-year-olds, 18, 19, 20-year-olds that were dedicating their lives to sitting in the presence of the Lord day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to adore him and talk to him and agree with him. And I got so, um, overwhelmed. It was like, honestly, everything in my life had sort of been leading up to that point in the wisdom of the father, you know, just sort of pushing me, propelling me into this moment. And I encountered, um, the Holy spirit in that room in such a profound way. Um, and it changed me and I ended up moving to Kansas city and, um, giving the next year and a half of my life to full-time worship and prayer, 50 hours a week in the prayer room. Um, so is this IHOP, is this international house of prayer? That's so is that when it just started? Like the beginning. Yeah. 2000. Um, it hadn't even gone 24 seven yet when I joined staff. Um, and I was on the night watch and just, I learned how to, I learned the rigor, I think, of, of really abiding in that place and how to sit with God through the chaos of our own minds and through um, Mm. the wrestles Mm. of our own flesh and Mm -hmm. just really enjoy him and be enjoyed by him. That makes me cry when I talk about it, because that is probably the most definitive thing about me is that I know that God really likes me <laughs> and I really love him. Um, and so that was really where that was born and birthed uh, was in that, in that little, those four double wide trailers <laughs> with really bad sound and a bunch of like weird hippie 20 year olds that were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give my life to this. And um, goodness. 
And so, yeah, I did that. And then we ended up moving, um, well, not we, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona to plant another house of prayer. And um, I just, uh, I ended up through a series of events over the course of a year, meeting this really cute guy <laughs> on a worship team. Oh, enter Ryan. <laughs> enter my husband of almost 18 years. And yes. uh, we, uh, yeah, we fell in love and got married. And uh, so yeah, how, how did then music enter, like recording that album? Yeah, so we actually, um, music has always been a part of my life. Um, mm -hmm. My parents joke that I came out of the womb singing. Um, I would make up songs as a little girl, um, three, four years old, I would just sing. And um, when I was 11 years old, actually, yeah, a yeah. worship leader at a church we were attending invited me to come sing with him on the worship team. And um I, I was this little tiny thing, you know, he jokes about how you could only hear a voice and see a microphone cord, like you couldn't mm. hear the actual person. <laughs> and he just began to really celebrate, um, kind of my design, um, yeah. as a worshiper and just sort yeah. of call that out and, and really gave a lot of permission to fail. Um, like you can't mess this up. Like just yes. let some sound come out of your right. mouth. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so we ended up parting ways, you know, and we got reconnected um when I was 17. And I was actually in a really dark place, um, mm. had experienced some really intense trauma. Mm. And um I was not loving God well or walking with him in a holy way at all. <laughs> this was before, this was before 24 seven. Yeah. Before 24 okay. seven. And so okay. this worship leader, um, start asked me to st start showing up to sing with him again. And I said, mm. don't want me on that stage. Like, Ooh, mm. this is not, I'm not, I'm not your front runner girl right now. <laughs> And he said, I absolutely do want you on the stage with me. And, awesome. um, and so we, we just, he just began to really call that out of me. And then he's the one who, who drove me out to, um, the international house of prayer in Kansas city. And he wow. said, made for this, this is your design. And I want to show you that there's more people out there like you. And wow. He took me and I met Mike and, um, Mike told me that he looked me in the eyes and said, your name means intercessor. Mm -hmm. And, um, he said, Hannah, Hannah, my name's a derivative of Hannah. And he said, Hannah changed the world with her prayers mm -hmm. and he, you're going to change the world with your mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, I knew in that moment that like I had found my tribe, I found my people. And yeah. so, um, I moved to Kansas city. And so then what ended up happening is, you know, when you sink 50 hours a week in a prayer room, you develop your, you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and so a natural result, honestly, of singing the scriptures, yes. of sitting with God and adoring him, of beholding him, spending hours a day in prayer, a natural result of that is just, you know, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and so you just start writing and 
and songs come out all the time because it is your heart is just overflowing with the beauty of God and you have to sing about it. Like there is no other option. And so I began writing, um, by the time Ryan and I met, I had already written somewhere close to a hundred songs. Um, many of which have still never been heard and except by him and that's Mm -hmm. fine with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so Ryan actually helped me record my first little EP in this garage in Arizona. (laughs) No way. Yes. And, um, we just were doing it for some friends, uh, in, in Arkansas actually. And I just wanted to have some music that they could listen to and so we did this goofy little garage recording that actually turned out so sweet and there were three songs on it that I wrote and um and that was the beginning of actually recording our music and so then in um 2007 um some people approached us really beautiful friends of ours and um they said, we want to invest in your album. How much does it cost? We want you to record uh, mm-hmm. an actual album. And so they they donated a, a large amount of money for us to be able to record. And we, we by this point, had connections with musicians all over mm. the United States and even internationally. And so we, we just kind of connected did with them and we we did some of our recording in Michigan and some in Kansas City and some in Arizona and kind of just all over the place and we so at that point did you think I maybe God's calling me into full-time ministries I'm gonna be a singer like that's we're gonna do a band (laughs) we're gonna do music that's what like was there ever this because it would be really tempting right because people are responding and you're I think you're enjoying it like what was there, I'm going to go this way. And then you went another way, or did that just desire fall off you? You know, I think that, I think that everyone, especially in our culture in America, everyone that has a gifting in any arena, we mm-hmm. like immediately as humans try to like monetize it. Wow. <laughs> so like, oh, how can we make money on this? <laughs> so, um, I think that you know, definitely for a long time, we were figuring out like, can we like do this as a living? Um, yeah. But you know, in the true, the true nature and beauty of God is that he is, he is after our heart and he's going to get it all. And mm. he's not going to stop until he has it. Mm. And so the reality is you can't love God and love money. That's right. And so, um, right. I'm so so grateful because the journey that the Lord has taken us on, you know, you said earlier, um, Nina is an unsung worshiper Mm -hmm. and we have been really hidden, um, for most of my adult life. And it has actually become one of the most precious things to me because he's gotten so much of my heart on that journey. And, and what, as you get older, you know, and you spend more time with him, you realize like, I actually didn't want that other stuff. I actually really just want you. And so that has fallen off of us in a really liberating way. And he is, uh, we had a guy say to us, you know, right after we released our first album, Fly, um, we had ordered like, I don't know, 40,000 copies of it printed 
thinking it was just gonna like explode, you know? And, um, and it wasn't exploding. <laughs> we were just still kind of these like hidden little people. And it was so funny because like we knew all the right people, we were connected to all the right people and everyone was always telling us like, oh, this is, this is gonna blow up, this is gonna blow up, it's gonna blow up, but it just didn't. And I was in, I was listening to Dan McCollum actually, um, and he has incredible teachings about like sound and how it impacts the body. And um, I was sitting at the very back of a church in the back row and just really wrestling through some identity stuff over this mm. album release. Mm. And Dan McCollum stopped preaching and he walked all the way back to that back row. And he pointed his finger at me and he said, do not let the marketplace determine the value of what was birthed in the secret place. And that marked my life. And that became a, a marker for me that no matter what the world that is extremely fickle, no matter how they responded to my sound or my gift or my songs, that I was birthing them in a place of fellowship and relationship before a God who hears yeah. and a God who sees yeah. that the value of those songs would never be determined That's by right. what the marketplace says, That's but right. they would always be determined by a, a bridegroom king that was attentive to the sound of my voice. And so that is really where we live. We live in that place of just um, loving him when nobody's watching. And if the whole world's watching, that's fine. But I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> oh my God, Nina. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think for everyone who listens and you spend a lot of hours thinking about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and all those things that we just got put put in our very holy, beautiful, delightful place. That is about it's about Him, and this is why it's that seek first, seek Him, adore Him, delight in Him. He'll give you whatever it is. But man, do we get so caught in the marketplace of all all the things that we see. So now I know why you don't have technology too much. <laughs> And I can't say I blame you. I can't say. Honestly, there's a part of me that today I had a friend of mine who's an author and she's like, she's been asking me to come on and then someone of kind of a, a bigger name author could come on. And so then she asked if I would move back. I'm like, yep, to, I'm, you know, I'm like, yep, you're sure. And so it's been back and forth, back and forth. And then, then she finally goes, the person canceled again. She's like, I'm just so over this. I'm so like, I'm ready to throw it all in. I said, you know, some days I wonder if I could just throw it all away, move to a cave, write my books <laughs> and just send them out by carrier pigeon. And maybe someone will read it. Maybe not, but I'm just like the, the, the game in a way, or the, the speed at which, and the yeah. things we do, like it's something to be questioned all the time and not in a condemning way, but in a, is my heart free? Do I really, yes. what, what's my motive? Always. What's my motive. So That's you, have clearly come to of your motive in life is just purely 
worship, simple, like come or go, everything yeah. else. <laughs> all of it at his feet, all of it. Okay. So now that's where the music thing. So then the music thing kind of fades off a bit, like just you know, falls I off mean, you. We are worship leaders and we love music as an expression of worship. And so if I invited you to come to Revelation Wellness Retreat <laughs> and sing. Yeah, I come? should sing my guts out. <laughs> Everyone, did you, producers, did you hear that? We have it on tape. Oh my gosh. That just knocked me over with a feather, but, but that's really kind of what you're doing then. Like just, you go. Yeah. So we actually, we, we've been um, pastors on staff and um, we were, you know, I would say we're worshipers first and, mm -hmm. and pastoring sort of um, overflows out of that. You know, when you sit with the Lord for lots of hours, yeah. then you start feeling what he feels and caring about what he cares about. Yeah. And he cares about people. Yeah. And, right. um, and so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we care about people a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so for us, you know, we, we've been pastors on staff with mo multiple churches. We've, we've run with the big names. We've stood on the big stages, um, mm -hmm. you know, but we, at the end of the day, it's about loving God really well with our lives in every aspect. So are we loving God really well with the way we treat our kids? Are we, are we loving God really well with the way we treat each other? Are we loving God really well with the way we treat other people? You know, the, yeah. the no names and the, yeah. and the big names, it doesn't, yeah. it, it shouldn't be different. Um, and so we just began, my husband and I actually, uh, after being on staff for seven years in the, in the Bay area at convergence house of prayer. Um, it's convergence church. Now the Lord sort of transitioned us into what we in the ministry world call full-time itinerating. Um, okay. and so we started traveling full-time as our occupation in the context of ministry. And so that, that was a whole array of things, but primarily what it was, was worship leading, for conferences and big events. Okay. Um, and then also doing some team building and some pastoral care with different worship teams um, in different churches around the nation and internationally. And so we did that full time for, for five years. And in that season is when our hearts really began to sort of mull over the idea of the missional nomads, which I know that's something we we're going to talk about. Yeah. Later. No, yeah. We definitely want to get there, but this I'm, I'm following. I'm just like, Nina, tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just, um, yeah, we, we saw that there was this deficit kind of in the body of Christ, you know, yeah. when you're running with the church in the body and you're, you're seeing behind all the curtains of yeah. all the big yeah. hoopla that we do. And like, yeah. honestly, I'm not bashing it. Like I, I really genuinely believe that, that most of the people that are spinning their wheels real fast to try and do the big things yeah. are, be it's because they really love God and they yeah. want to do something really great for him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but we saw this sort of 
like repeated broken pattern um Mm -hmm. would come in for a conference Mm -hmm. we'd be in the green room Mm -hmm. and the senior leader of that conference inevitably would have a, a quiet moment with us in the green room and and before you know it, I don't know, you know, if it's just the nature of who Ryan and I are, we, we want to be a safe place for people. So you pretty yep. much can't say anything that shocks yeah. us yeah. or makes us go like, oh, I can't believe right. Um, And so we end up being the sounding board for, for a lot of pastors and their, their sort of hidden ache and their hidden wrestle. Yeah. And, um, but it was so hard because we'd have, you know, this bomb dropped and our hearts would be bleeding for this leader and yeah. want to come alongside them and support them and, and yeah. encourage them and, and just be the body of Christ to them in a real way. Mm-hmm. And yet we have to get on a plane yeah. and fly out the next morning. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, this is not working. Like there's got to be yeah. another way that we could linger with them mm. and love them well and, and really help hold their arms up for a season so they can catch their breath. And so so I just started exploring that with the Lord and, um, and then one thing led to another because Ryan and I, we know that we're accountable to the Lord for our family first. Yeah. And so in the ministry world, there's a lot of pressure, um, to perform. Totally. (laughs) Um, and uh, it is often at the expense of family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because Ryan and I do it together, it could be profoundly expensive for my mm. children. Mm. Um, mm. So we determined that we were not going to sacrifice our children on that altar and yeah. that we were going to stand before God accountable for their hearts first. Yeah. And, um, and so our kids have access to us. If I'm preaching or leading worship, they will, you will see them come up on stage, um, and interrupt me, put their hand on my leg, tell me, mom, you know, my, my brother took my marker, right? (laughs) you know, know? um, and that is, that is the way we determined to lead. And, and it makes a lot of ministries really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, because it's very messy doesn't fit the protocol Um, Mm -hmm. no and Mm -hmm. I still remember you know this one time we were leading worship at this big event it was a big conference and we were the worship leaders and and the main speaker um was was getting ready to get back on stage and I I went to the green room to check on my kids um, and they had a babysitter and they were in the green room and and it was a it was a knockdown drag out you know it was like World War Three. My children were all about to kill each other. Um, it was Gang real wars. Gang yeah, wars. Yeah. Picking teams. Colors. Yes. <laughs> and I've got about like you know fifteen minutes maybe to like mom this into order. And I'm trying to like have the conversation, connect with the eyes, you know, connect with the heart, find out what's going on, um, lead them in the way they should go. And um, the door busts open, and the manager of the event says you know, the main speaker is on stage and he's asking for you. And Mm. I, I like had this moment (laughs) where I had an, an option, like I could jump to the demand of the ministry or I could respond in the present 
to my primary ministry. Mm. And mm. I said, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> and I remember the look on their face was like, what? what? Like, you can't you come say that. now. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, my, my children need me right now. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and the Holy Spirit still came and the power of God still was poured turns out. out. Did it come out. just through Nina? Hmm. <laughs> it turns hmm. out I can mm-hmm. mom my children in the green room and, and the Holy Spirit will come. show up in the main room. <laughs> oh my gosh, I and love you. so, um, so that's really, I mean, like what we, we do as a family, we, we love God together and it's messy and it's unconventional. Um, and it can look all kinds of ways, but oh, good yeah. you guys. And this is so officially your uh, ministry is called uh, missional nomads, the missional nomads, the missional right? nomads. Yeah. Um, and you guys can follow on or go see their website, missionalnomads.com. And so my next question is, how do you support yourself? How, how does, what's the sustaining, you know, you, you travel around, like, how do you make the living and put the food on the table and do all that? Yeah. So this season was a huge faith jump for us. Um, It was really scary. So we sold everything. We were in a 1500 square foot home on three acres in Northern California. Um, We didn't own it. We just rented it. Um, but we, we purged and sold and gave, uh, we gave a ton of our stuff to a missionary family. We like furnished a home for them. Um, and we narrowed it all down to this 280 square foot fifth wheel that we pull behind a truck. And, and the point was, I want to provide stability and consistency for my family while still being available to linger and love and support pastors and ministry leaders across the nation. So how can I do both? And, and the answer that that I felt like the Lord gave us was you're going to bring your home with you. Wow. And so, so they have their bed to sleep in every night. They have their toys every night. They have mama's cooking available at all times. They have, they have those things um, consistently and I homeschool them. So what we did when we launched missional nomads, one of the primary ways we funded the initial launch was we sold everything. Okay. <laughs> on our own. Um, and that's what we used to actually renovate the RV and, um, get the vehicle that we needed to get on the road. And then we invited the body of Christ to uh-huh. send us missionally yeah. to the pastors and leaders, yeah. um, across the nation. And so yeah, yeah. we are missionaries, really. That's how we're, we're raising yeah. financial support from the body to send us to the body. So we have, we've raised about a quarter of our monthly partnership that we need to keep us on the road. Um, but we are, you know, moving in that direction and so trusting God. <laughs> you raised a quarter, but you're still needing three quarters. Yes. And where does that Um, three quarters come from? I'm just, um, yeah, well, right now it's just, it's, it's a real faith walk. So we've been, we've been on, on the road per se, um, for about five months full time living Mm -hmm. in the RV, but we had a whole series of things go wrong when we kicked off 
from California. And so we actually are currently hunkered down in a hay field in Northwest <laughs> Arkansas, where my parents, uh, my parents own some land. And so okay. we've been sort of regrouping here, doing some repairs on vehicles, um, and, and support raising and just, and, and trusting and waiting for the Lord to, to fully fund the vision that he, he called us to. So we're, um, we're hoping to hit the road again, uh, starting in September and, Mm -hmm. and, and be on the road for the next five to six months, uh, full time, but we do have to up our monthly support. We got to get some, okay. Revelation wellness. Oh, you guys. No, I'm standing, they are good. My, this community, they understand that nothing Uh, is to hold on them and especially their money. It's no different than food or anything else. If anything holds us back, we are not free. And when we hear a need and I had a, I had a feeling it's, Interesting, Nina, that you're on the show today and you're going to air really fast. You're airing faster than we would have otherwise. And I was praying with the Lord this morning, just talking about, you know, to him about meeting with you. And I, this is the reason why I didn't know this. I didn't know we would go that way, but I want people to know that this, I want, like, I, that was going to be my question. How do you sustain yourself? You, the body of Christ sends you. Well, hello, body of Christ, Revelation Wellness. We are literally the body of Christ. We exercise as the body. We move in our body so that we can be active and about our father's business. And I think your business of being a missional nomad is brilliant and beautiful. And I might just pack it all up and do the same. <laughs> Come like on. Like I said, I'm on the road. Oh my gosh. I always say profit Biggie Smalls had it right. More money, more problems. Goodness gracious. Um, so, so you guys really do revelation wellness, family, friends, followers. I mean, if you, if you, if you felt the Holy spirit, I know that the spirit is leading this family and i stand behind that. We just want to support what God is doing as he moves through this family. And so you have four kids in a 280 square feet. Yes. I can't even, I think that's the size of this room. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. So the, the deal is you got to be so minimalist. Like, yeah, if, that's exactly if, what I was thinking. You, you <laughs> put the minimalist to shame. You know, that is, it is actually so liberating though. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you. I, I never could have guessed how liberating it was going to feel to simplify our lives so profoundly. Um, and I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. There's a whole like refining process involved where you're like dying a slow death. (laughs) 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 And I have shed plenty of tears over like, I miss my garden and I, um, and I really just want to be able to hang my clothes up and not have them like scrunch on the bottom. (laughs) Uh uh So little things that are just silly, you know, but we, it's honestly all been this incredible journey of giving him more of myself. I mean, there's like, there's parts of me that he could have never touched um, because they wouldn't have been exposed. Yeah. And when you simplify with six people in 280 square feet and you like, you are forced to go, Oh, there's some more of my like ugly flesh rearing Mm. head. And Mm -hmm. I can leave that on the altar too. And Mm. And so 
it is just, I mean, the deep breaths and the I surrenders mm. are, um, are ever present <laughs> throughout the day, but, um, but he is, I mean, I'm so grateful. I just feel so grateful, honestly, um, Love it. what it's exposing and what he, uh, is putting his finger on in all of our lives and, and knitting us together as a family in a way that is really precious and unique. Um, how old are your kids? I have an almost 13 year old, uh, a 10 year old, mm-hmm. a seven year old this week, Aww, um, he'll turn seven this week and then a three year old, my youngest. And yeah. how, do they enjoy life on the road? You know what? They are adventurers by nature. You, someone mm. told me years ago, they said that God, that God um, doesn't set children in families and then call the parents to something that the children aren't called to. That's such a, yeah, they're all called. The whole family yeah. gets called. Yeah. And yeah. so it, that is really evident. My kids are, they're adventurers and they, um, they love to explore. And I mean, obviously there's, they've had to give up a lot. They, mm. they had to, we, we purged their toys way down and mm. they only got to take a quarter of their Legos on the rig, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, man. um, but they, I think it's been really fun to watch actually their realization that, um, they don't need so much stuff yeah. to, to really find joy and creativity and fun and relationship. And so that's wow. been really cool to watch. Okay. I have one more thing, one more area I wanted to talk about, and that's a little bit of your journey with your own health. Yes. Share a little bit of that with you. Wow. With the listeners. I'm like, I can't even I'm like, whoop, you said it. And then I just was like, I'm going to cry. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, actually I, you know, for somebody who has, I'm like about it, like lay it all at his feet. Like I'm about it. (laughs) There's this compartment, you know, I think that, that I'm realizing not just me, but many women sort of just set this compartment of our body aside and we give him everything except that. Mm. And, um, and I had never really wrestled with it, um, until, a year, a little over a year ago, we literally to the day that we launched the missional nomads, um, online. So we sort of we launched the video. We let people know what we were going to do. We jumped off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And, um, that day I felt re- weird. Something was wrong with my mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I called a nurse friend. Uh, we took my blood pressure mm-hmm. And it was scary. It was like heart attack zone mm-hmm. through the roof. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, long story short, I ended up getting put on a blood pressure medicine, mm-hmm. um, for hypertension. Mm-hmm. I was in a really scary place. Like, uh, like they didn't want me to die kind of mm-hmm. scary place. And, um, and stuff didn't, it wasn't adding up on paper, like everything on paper, I should be very healthy. I'm very Mm -hmm. active and I eat really, you know, good and I Mm -hmm. nourish my body. Mm -hmm. Um, but my blood pressure was just not okay. And so, um, I gained 30 pounds in, um, 
in about six months, seven months, Mm -hmm. the blood pressure medicine Mm -hmm. and the blood pressure world. That's like, um, that's like the worst thing you can do is put weight on your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It makes it hard. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time in my life, I was in this like spinny, spirally, Mm. restful, obsessive, like Mm. I am doing all the right things and Mm. nothing is working. And I was working out five, six days a week for an Mm. hour a day, pushing Mm. my body really hard. Mm. I'm super tenacious by nature. Mm. And I, I was, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to win. Like (laughs) not how it's going to be. I'm going to win. I'm going to be this. Yeah. And then literally the more that I did, the worse worse. I got. Yeah. And I actually, okay, now, okay. I actually, you tagged me in a video with my song playing in one of your workouts. Yeah. And so I clicked on you. I watched it and I just started weeping because. I had never seen someone worship God with their body and there was no disconnect for you. It was like this clear, like offering of worship Yeah, and it was not cloudy or misordered. Like Mm -hmm. you, you weren't putting your, your body above adoration. Yeah. You were using, using your body it. to adore. Mm-hmm. And and I actually messaged you, I think, a yeah. writer at that time because I was so moved by it, but it provoked me. Like I get like, Lord, the Lord puts bait out for me all the time. And then he knows that I'm going to be like, what is that? Like, <laughs> I'm going to figure out what that is. And so oh, it started this journey for me, Elisa, and it it just began to dismantle some real striving around my body. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and just some disconnect from, from this part that I wasn't giving him. And, um, and I'm still in it. I'm like in the thick of that, that whole dismantling. Yeah. Uh (laughs) My body, um, I backed off like you, I remember when you did that 20, it was a 21 day, I think walking Walking prayer, Mm -hmm. prayer. And, and I did that with you guys. And I, I, for me, because I'm so tenacious, I'm like, go big or go home. Like that's my, I just naturally am over the top when I go after something, I'm like all in 150%, but I was hurting myself. Yes. Um, and so it forced me to like, just sort of, whoo, like, hold on, let's just like honor. And then on, in May for my birthday, I don't even know if you know this, so significant. You messaged me a birthday message and you said, you are a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I just really, had to repent. Yeah. I wasn't, um, I wasn't honoring what he made and I wasn't blessing it. I was cursing it. Yeah. And, 
that sentence had so much conviction on it. And I just really went to the Lord and I needed him to forgive me for how much I had been not blessing my body. And Mm. so that started uh, in May, that was in May. And so for the last several months, I have just been, I've got stuff written on I have that phrase, you are a good idea, idea yeah. on my mirror. Yeah. And um, fearfully and wonderfully made is another yeah. phrase. And, and I've really been blessing my body more mm-hmm. out loud with my mouth mm-hmm. and telling mm-hmm. it it's good and right. strong. She's and good. I'm proud of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, it is really healing me yeah Um, so I this is crazy but I am I mean I've done a lot of research I'm a researcher I will read things I stay up till like three in the morning all the time reading all the things um but I've researched uh a lot but the combination of doing some herbal supplements and um and some diet changes yeah and and just backing off a little yeah, bit yeah. and and being kinder to my yes, body kindness. and and blessing it i am off my blood pressure medicine praise completely. jesus thank you father i am i have a normal blood pressure right now i yeah. it is reading completely normal all yeah. the time healthy yeah. and normal um and i can feel my body healing like yeah. really genuinely deeply healing and and so for me that that honestly your that song tag and watching you love him with with your body and then that phrase and then you recommended that book by Jess Connolly Connolly. oh my gosh right and Mm -hmm. I have just been letting the Lord change that whole compartment yeah your body and it is it's a deep, beautiful, new yeah. way to love him. Yes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Nina, <laughs> will you be my best friend? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can do that. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm already like, oh my gosh, I have all these dreams and visions of my life, like knowing Nina now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. We're for sake of time, you guys, we're going to get Nina back. You're coming back. We're going to get you back. Go and do, we're going to send you for a while. You just be our missional nomad and tell us what's going on out there. Next time we can talk more about what you see in, you know, the church and the celebrations and maybe the struggles. Cause I think we so don't get it. We, we we're so, um, you know, just like numb to the real struggle of, our leadership and how to pray for our leaders and how to be the body of Christ and not elevate our leaders to this level of they can be easily elevated to and all the things. So Ah. you go out there and we're going to send you and then you come back and give us an update. Is that a deal? Love that. Let's do it. We will do that. You'll be like our Lisa Ling. You know who that is? Oh. <laughs> She's like, no, she doesn't have TV. It's like a <laughs> ABC, like a news reporter that goes out and comes back and does all the okay. documentaries and things and tells you what's going on. You'll you can you can Google. 
Um, so crazy. Oh man, I have so many other questions, but listen, one thing you won't see my writing. I, I take notes as, as I interview people and things that stick out to me, but here's, I've never written this on my note cards before, and you probably won't be able to see my writing or see what it says. What's that say? Wait, Do you have a column. No, I can't see the other one. It, it just says ruined. Oh. <laughs> ruined you marvelously ruined us today like ruined i won't be the same after this podcast and that's why i'm like i i'm in your corner and ryan and your whole four children in 280 square feet god bless them lord <laughs> bless them abundantly and yeah so everyone you're going to go to lo- uh, the missionalnomads.com missionalnomads.com um and you're gonna read her story and i'm gonna keep her in front of your face so she's not going anywhere and you can find her on instagram at nina landis but we also know let's she's not gonna be on instagram a lot right you <laughs> it's true in the middle of a hayfield everyone i am uh i'm trying you know just for the sake of connection i i try to be consistent there um that's no probably where you'll see me the most consistent in the social media world. But I have to tell you one more thing, Elisa. I have to tell you, I've started writing a song. Actually, um, it's not finished yet, but when it is, um, it was totally inspired by you guys and Revelation Mm -hmm. Wellness and this journey that I've been on with the Lord, just sort of dismantling those things. And it's called Fearfully and Wonderfully. And, um, Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm I just needed to tell you that because, um, it's coming and I just feel like it needs to be connected to you guys. You get it to me. It's so, it's so rooted in this journey that you inspired from my own heart. So thank you. And you make me brave. You made you, you, without your voice, without how the Lord used you, I don't think, I honestly don't think I would have made it. I I don't, it was a, it's, it was a voice that I needed, an anthem that I needed to keep going in the most terrible, darkest days. So I'm grateful to can return some sort of favor towards you. <laughs> um, the fast, the fire, fireball questions or whatever you call it. Ready? Coffee, tea, or kombucha? What do you drink yes. for? <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> this is actually tea. So I drink all of it, but um, oh. coffee and tea are like tied. I love tea. I have a crazy collection of tea, but I'm I, also kind I of a coffee snob. Here people get into tea. I'm not a coffee girl, but tea I can get into. It seems oh. like it'd be something fun to like have the packages and figure out what you want. And <laughs> I just got to have time. Okay. And favorite way to move your body. Oh, now I was going to say favorite yeah. way to move your body. Um, hiking. beautiful yeah we should well you'd have to train for it but you should come across the grand canyon with me sometime oh my gosh i would totally train for (laughs) you and ryan uh welcomed anytime huh Uh, i was gonna say we have to get you on revwell tv because those little videos that i do on instagram they're getting harder for me to do because instagram pulls it they won't let any they're just really being like not nice when it comes to music so that's why I haven't been posting as many. So you have to, I'm going, we're going to end this and I'm going to screen share, get you revel. You can just put it on your phone. Hey, Owen. And oh my gosh, you'll be the workouts there. I mean, what you see on Instagram is just a little taste of the yeah. massive goodness there. 
okay. And then your um, like go-to active wear that you'll work out in brand. Oh, a brand or where you go get them, where you shop at anywhere. Um, I actually really love the gap. Yeah. Brand, whatever that is. I really, you know, I gap is actually athlete, athleta. It's the same athleta. thing. Yeah. I really yeah. like that. It's a good brand. All the athletic people just applauded. All right. <laughs> Tip from the minimalist. This from the middle. It's funny, yeah. Nina, because at the end of every um, podcast, we usually send like a thank you gift to people that you're on. Now I'm going, well, we can't send her a lot of stuff because <laughs> she'll have to throw it out. So <laughs> I don't want to clutter your life. I'm a like, really good organizer. And I've, and I've learned how to prioritize what's really like, you know, what I'm okay. going to keep and what I'm going to get rid of. So. I have some ideas of what we'll send you <laughs> and so that you actually will enjoy it. Okay. All right, you guys, Nina, thank you. We'll have you back soon. We love you. Oh, we bless you. That. We bless you into the call of God. Deep, deep, deep. Go deep. Thank you.